Hello and welcome. This is Leanne Mallory, host of Rise Leaders Radio and the founder of Rise Leaders. I provide leadership and leadership team development through executive coaching, leadership development program design, and through facilitation of workshops and retreats. I have two goals in mind with this podcast platform. The first is to support anyone who is navigating this complex world and aspires to make a positive impact and be the best person and the best leader they can be. And the second is to provide examples of inspiring leaders who are doing just that. Today's focus is on the power of conversations to initiate and support change, especially culture change. Organizations are constantly changing due to both internal and external events. Some of these changes that come to mind are mergers and acquisitions, disruptive technology, various economic pressures, and actually this pandemic is forcing a lot of change and we're right in the middle of that. And then on top of the pandemic, the U.S. right now continues to come to terms with racial injustice. That's the challenge that inspired my conversation in episode 15 with Drew Clancy and Lori Bishop at PCI. They're doing an exemplary job of holding these both charged and delicate conversations. I've named these types of conversations high fidelity because they're intended to provide strength and resonance for the people who engage in them. At the core, they're designed to support the core ideology of the organization and especially the people experiencing the change. I've identified nine elements important for launching these types of conversations. Again, this episode is a follow-up, sort of a mini episode, and is inspired by Lori and Drew at PCI. In that episode, you will hear how Lori and Drew are conducting what they call meaningful conversations at PCI in response to the racial and social unrest we've been experiencing this spring and summer of 2020. And to support you, I've created a guide called Launching Culture Change Through High Fidelity Conversations with details and examples for how to implement the concepts. You can find a link to this guide in the show notes of this episode. So here we go. Organizations are constantly changing. I actually think of them as being organic. Because organizations are made up of living, breathing human beings, the organizational culture will reflect the values and passions of the inhabitants, the people actually in that organization, with leaders creating the biggest wake or the biggest impact on that culture. And because society and social norms continue to evolve and become more complex, so must the organizational cultures change or they risk becoming stagnant. And here's the challenge. The human in the corporate body seeks stasis and stability. That's what we're built for. We're always trying to find stability. Updating cultural norms means change, which means it will be met with resistance in subtle and not so subtle ways. A very effective strategy for launching the culture change is through conversations, 
giving people the opportunity to sit across from each other or these days on a Zoom call or some kind of virtual call with each other and explore the pros and cons, the ins and outs, their actual feelings about the change. High fidelity conversations are grounded in the purpose, vision, and values of the organizations. That's why I call them high fidelity is because there's a strong alignment with the core of the organization. And they also balance the relationships of the people with creating a structure that those people can settle into, something that feels safe and predictable. Long-term change will, of course, require more than just conversations. New policies and procedures, updated goals, and likely new talent will be required to sustain the change. Yet what I think gets looked over the most is the people component, and it's the most common place for failure and the biggest. It has the biggest impact. So I've identified nine elements for getting started in these high fidelity conversations. As I said, the document I've posted online also gives examples of how PCI apply to each element. The first step or the first element is to create a vision that everyone can see themselves in. And what that means is create a compelling future that matters for people. People need to see how the change is going to benefit them and the organization long-term. You'll want to explain how their world will be impacted and what will it look like. As an example, Lori and Drew at PCI didn't just talk about race, they actually talked about the creation of a more trusting or a trust-based culture. So number one is the vision. Number two is to ground that vision or that change in the purpose and the values of the organization. To me, this is where the fidelity comes in. So how is this change going to help the organization realize its purpose? How does it align with the values? And in fact, how might the values be used to actually operationalize the change? So you position the change through the values. Number three has to do with exemplary leadership. And what this means is that the leadership of the organization are modeling the changes and actually how to go through the change. Walking the talk is critical. And with conversations, that means listening and learning and being open to other points of view. Number four is building a safe container for conversational exploration. What we're talking about here is people gathering together, but there needs to be some sort of structure that's holding these meetings or these gatherings in place. Things like a clear and predictable agenda. If you have the same flow for each meeting, people can settle into that. It's important, especially when you're talking about something both charged and delicate like social or racial injustice to create norms or rules of engagement for these gatherings. Invite everyone to the conversation and try to hear from all of them. And focusing on inquiry, in other words, asking questions and listening should be the primary communication mode, particularly for the leaders. Number five, 
provide expertise and training. It's most likely that your organization doesn't have the expertise in-house to facilitate this change. That's not what you're in the business to do. I strongly recommend that you invest and bring in whatever expertise that you need. Again, referring back to PCI, they brought in someone who was not only an expert in diversity, but also was expert in a way of helping people focus and be mindful in these types of conversations. You'll also need to train your leaders and facilitators to guide the conversations. Most often, organizations are larger that are going through these kinds of change, and they're going to have breakout sessions. And so you need people trained to facilitate these kinds of conversations. Your leaders or people inside the organization should be able to do that. You just need to provide them coaching and training. Number six, create an ongoing feedback loop and adjust. Build in time for after meeting reviews and general feedback for the conversation leaders. You might also want to incorporate in the actual meetings themselves a chance for the participants to give you feedback on what worked and what didn't. Number seven, do it. Take action. Launch it. You might be tempted to wait until you have a perfect, elegant solution for these conversations or even for the long term. Waiting will keep you out of the game today. And you want to balance this immediate action with the longer term creation of policies and structures that provide resistance free solutions. Number eight, create predictability and consistency. It's important to help people get into a rhythm and to stick with it, at least for a period of time, or at least publish what the rhythm or the cadence is going to be. The cadence may evolve. And that's okay. Just keep people informed. And at some point, it's likely that the conversations will need to come to an end. Create a closure and let people know that it's time to close out this phase and move to the next. And finally, I suggest branding your effort. Naming the effort gives people language for how to refer to the change. In the case of PCI, they had two different names that they used. They used meaningful conversations for the overall program they were launching. And then Justice July was the basically the kickoff. And that's when they really started going deep. So meaningful conversations and Justice July gave people something to organize themselves around. All right, that's it. Nine Elements for Launching Culture Change Through High Fidelity Conversations. Again, you can find a link to the written guide with the examples in the show notes of this episode. And of course, if you're curious about working with me, you can find the contact page on my website at www.rise-leaders.com forward slash contact. And as always elevate your part of the world. I also have a request. The ratings and reviews on Apple Podcasts are really helpful, 
as are the subscriptions. So if this hit a note with you, leave a rating and a review and subscribe to the podcast. Mm-hmm.